Hi, welcome to In Bed with Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from the Uber driver that took you from the airport the last time you went on vacation. I could be reading from your best friend. Or I could be reading from that really hot co-worker that we all have. You never, ever know. If you have any erotic fantasies you want to share, or even if it's just to say hello, Feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com or anonymously at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram with really bad dad jokes and a sexy thought of the day at D-Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Remember, by submitting your story or question, you certify the following is true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years or older and legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage roleplay, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to the content. So have you been to Full Swap Shop yet? Have you seen the stuff I have? Maybe you would like to drink your coffee in the morning from your tumbler or the coffee mug. And it says, taste me. We all have that one uptight person in the office that we just know would think, oh, well, you're a coffee snob. I mean, you could be like I am, but would they secretly know that you're kind of kinky? What a way to show them. Or maybe, ladies and gentlemen, you need a pair of panties with a pair of lips. says, taste me. Nice booty shorts too. But it is awful cold. And they're hoodies. And uh, beanies. (laughs) I've never worn a beanie. But I think I would actually wear one that says, define naughty. Would you tell me? (laughs) I really hope you would. Stop by Full Swap Shop to visit my stuff. Plus some of my friends have some very unique and kinky shit too. Stop by and see if you like anything. I'm in love with your questions and your situations. Keep sending them. Um, I've always said you grow as a person when you surround yourself with people that think differently or outside the box that allows you also to maybe take a situation that necessarily isn't yours, but go, oh, well, maybe, but I would, ooh, and your mind drifts that way. That's me. So keep them coming. Dear Nikki, I like flirting and teasing, but I'm scared to kind of take it further. But I've also got this secret fantasy where a guy decides he's had it and takes what he wants. What do you think? Wow. First of all, if you're going to tease, you always follow through. Flirting is a different story. I love to flirt. Imagine that, right? But I also love to tease. So once I am into you and I start teasing you, there is a payoff. I There always is a payoff with me. Um, I think there's a difference between flirting and teasing. Flirting is, um, flirting. I don't know how to put it. It's kind of like, um, you know, innuendos. 
and just banter. And it could be anything. You could be talking about, now if you're really good, you could be reading off your uh, grocery list and flirt that way too. Yeah. Now, once you go over to teasing, which can be verbal, but it also can be physical, just the small touches that electrifies your skin. And if it keeps getting closer and closer, where, you know, everybody in the room knows you're teasing each other, um, then I hope at some point, if you weren't going to follow through, you put an end to it and found a way there. I love flirting with men. I am a huge flirt. I don't know if you guys picked up on that at all, but I am. I'm a very huge flirt. However, I'm also that woman that if we're flirting, um, because uh, I can talk about sex all day in a very, um, uh, like a research kind of thing um, as a thought, like, have you thought of this? Or have you thought of that? What are your thoughts? Not that I don't get aroused, but I don't think anything of it. It's it's when I realize that, oh, God, you're flirting with me, then then I, I do. I um, I, I become a blushing schoolgirl, and I know I've said this many times, but I honestly really do. So that being said, not that I can't keep up with you. However, teasing, now if I'm teasing you, one, you're going to know it, and two, I'm definitely going to pay off. So there you go. Dear Nikki, sometimes I leave my door open when I'm masturbating to try to have someone walk in on me. I've been scared of what would happen, but it's so exciting to do. Okay, first to answer the big elephant in the room, what door? Hotel, dorm, your front door, <laughs> your bedroom door. There's so many doors here. Your car door. Has anybody watched the car porn where it's usually a guy, but there's also girls too. Well, they'll drive off into like secluded woods or in various areas and they'll leave it open and they'll masturbate. Has anybody watched that? I have. So just kind of throwing that out there. Very exciting, I think. But I, this goes to this. I could see that. Um, uh, one, I know I've never left my door open hoping to be caught. Have I been caught? Yes, <laughs> but I've never left my door open wanting to be caught. But it is very exciting. Um, I think I'd rather catch somebody though. I don't know now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I would keep going. I'll answer that question. And I guess I would stay and watch or, you know, depending on the mood. I think I'd want to be teased today. So yeah, I'd watch. And then I'd probably ask if I could finish you. So there you go. Um, but you, what about you guys? Have you ever been tempted to leave a door open for someone to walk by, drive by, and or insert in, you know, situation here? And could you? And would you stop? I really hope you wouldn't. But yes, I think it's a very exciting thing if you're with a guy or a girl or whoever your partner is or partners and you tease them so much that they do take you over. They push you over the edge or they take control of the situation. I know that's my favorite thing to do. Do you want to join me? My bedroom's open. <laughs> Dear Nikki, my pussy gets so wet every time I imagine someone watching me. Is this normal? Absolutely. I think and we are all exhibitionist and in certain degrees. I mean, porn wouldn't be so popular if we weren't, right? I mean, you wouldn't have the women and men acting or I guess acting right <laughs> in these various situations or scenarios, because then if I mean, they may want to act on it, but obviously 
people like to watch it, even if it's not in front of them. So even watching porn is an act of exhibitionism. The thing is, could you do it in real life? But getting aroused at the thought of someone catching you, of the thought of someone walking in on you or you walking in on them is a very natural thing. I say go for it. Maybe test the waters and do a Skype, Zoom, you know, call with somebody anonymously, of course, if that makes you feel safe. And then explore maybe revealing yourself a little more. Maybe even search out some, there are so many places out there now that you can even watch couples on cam. They may be anonymous and wear a mask or whatever to hide their identity, but you can watch a woman get fucked. You can watch a man get his dick sucked by another man, another woman, or a woman getting her pussy licked by another woman or by another man. Seek those out. It's a safe way to actually just see if it's just something that you want to imagine and stay there and it never progresses any further. And because, you know, if you if you take that next step and go there and you get really wet, then go for live when we all can, of course. So what do you think? Could you do that? Could you test the waters and maybe take baby steps into reality? Or would you want to do like they do with the porns, just park somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and have someone watch you masturbate or leave your door open at a hotel room? Something to think about, don't you think? You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, enjoy some Woodford with some filthy cherries, of course. And let's explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, I made a deal with the devil. This is my story. My name is Hannah. I'm 37 years old, divorcee. My divorce happened in late 2018. It was amicable breakup, and we didn't have any kids. But it was a very sad time, and I was quite lonely. We were married for 12 years, and for the first time in that long, I was sleeping alone. It didn't take me more than a week to begin browsing dating apps that I'd missed out on. And within another week, I was arranging meetups with random guys from the internet. I slept with 14 guys in 2019 to fill the void of loneliness I felt. But I never knew what I was looking for until I found Jacob. Jacob is a well-to-do man in his early 40s. He makes a lot of money and he dresses like it. He has a full head of black hair and a well-groomed beard. His build is muscular but tight. Jacob is an attorney with a dark secret. Upon first meeting Jacob, I sucked his dick in the parking lot of the restaurant we met in. He was a real mouthful and, notably, I couldn't fit him entirely in my mouth. I sucked him until he came in my mouth and I swallowed all of it. He then asked afterwards if he could see me again. After spending the night thinking about his commanding cock and what it would feel like to rock my hips on it, I went over to his house the next evening for dinner. After dinner, naturally, we gravitated toward one another and began to undress. As Jacob removed his shirt, I noticed on the left side of his chest a tattoo of a goat head in front of a pentagram. After a round of intoxicating sex with Jacob and his eight and a half inch penis, which left me breathless, by the way, I asked him about it. He explained to me that his practice is black magic. For the purpose of the story here, I prefer not to go into exact details of how it works for him. Anyway, 
With all this happening around November of 2019, we would hook up and play as he introduced me to the Black Arts all the way up to March of this year, 2020, where the nation began to lock down. I got laid off from my job. Through a series of talks, Jacob convinced me that I should move in with him and even possibly quit my job. I would like to say I hesitated. I acted like I was hesitant for a few days. But by April, I was moving into his place, which was now to become my new domain. To my friends, Jacob was my sugar daddy. That's what it looks like from the outside. But inside the walls of this brick house, in the past nine months, Jacob has turned me into the Babylonian whore that he had always dreamt of, and I couldn't be happier. I have truly made a deal with the devil, and the freedom I am enjoying is intoxicating. I have journaled my time with him, and I have to share some of my experiences. In April, Jacob presented me with an array of sex toys and encouraged me to begin playing with myself while he wasn't at home. At first, I would come once or twice a day with some toys and the end of the day by having sex with Jacob. As the weeks continued, I began to have more and more time on my hands, so I began to pleasure myself for more prolonged periods of time. I began watching porn from early in the morning, long into the afternoons. I began to keep myself stimulated all the time through various forms of media, whether it be listening to podcasts like yours or creating content of my own page that I started online. Through May, June, and July, I really became submissive to the pleasure of my pussy. I began listening to her talk to me, revving my addiction up in various ways. Anything Jacob wanted, I would do. But on top of his satisfaction, I also had to make time for my intimate self-pleasure as well. Like Pavlov's dog, my alarm clock began to act as an aphrodisiac. I would awaken at 7 a.m. to a wet pussy, and I would talk to her as I glided my fingers through her first thing in the morning. Her silky lips never been so massaged so often. I thank myself and beg myself for more. I would leave the bed, dress, and lingerie, and spend the next hour or two massaging myself in front of the mirror. I would go back to Jacob's closet where he kept the cash in the safe and throw a pile of it on the floor and use it as a bed upon which I'd masturbate even more, coming even harder at the smell of the cash and the feeling of pure, undulterated freedom and bliss. By August and September, I was regularly sleeping with two of Jacob's friends who would stop by the house during the day. These were my least productive days, which would begin with porn and masturbation, and a couple hours of extreme dirty fucking, followed by a ritual conducted by Jacob that included us reuniting. Through October, it got even dirtier, and by this point, I rarely wore any clothes around this house. I was stimulated all the time, be it from my own doing, or from a Bluetooth vibrator that Jacob or one of his friends controlled from their phone. My diet was optimum and extremely healthy, so I could maintain the best possible state of arousal for prolonged periods of time. My masturbation became long edging sessions during the day with the occasional fuck while Jacob was out. There were even times I were permitted to go on the dating apps for some extra sex. November and December, I continued to descend even further into darkness of self-pleasure and sex addiction. I had no idea I would love it this much. I come to you with an aching pussy begging for more. I am an ex-businesswoman who has devolved into a sodomite whore for a mysterious and powerful man with a large cock and a penchant for girls with no self-control. My most recent encounter away from Jacob was the longtime friend Jill, who I hadn't seen all year. The last time Jill saw me, I was prim and proper, business casual, and in a complete control of my life. 
now as I sat across from her in the living room of her apartment. The only thing I could associate her with is the subtle whimpers of a porn star being pleasured on my computer screen. I wanted her, and as she talked away about God knows what, I slowly inched around the coffee table to sit beside her on the love seat. It was a risk I was willing to take. I hadn't seen her all year, and in my state of mind, I only knew pleasure. All she knew was work and stress, bills and bullshit. Fuck that. I wanted her to experience my world, my bliss, even just for an hour. I leaned in and kissed her gently without warning. She didn't push me away. I became more aggressive, and before I knew it, I was between her legs, licking and sucking on her pussy, her clit, and licking her hole and feeling the warmth of my cheeks as I pushed my face further between her legs. For the next 20 minutes, I pleasured Jill, and she came three times. I removed my pants. We were met sitting upward, facing one another. We began to grind our vaginas on one another's thighs, and eventually, we were just grinding them together. I don't even know how long this lasted, but it was some of the most intense sex I've ever had. I brought Jill home that night for a ritual with Jacob, and that's a story for another time. Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Very nice. Thanks for sending this. Oh my God, I have so many questions. First of all, I've never had a sugar daddy. I've been offered a time or two, but I've just never done it. And I I think they were bullshit anyway. So, (laughs) but kudos to you for exploring that sexy side. I may not masturbate as much as you, but I do masturbate a lot. I edge a lot. I edge a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I, I think that's come across in a couple of my shows, but I know what caught my attention was you hit, you know, making the pass that your friend very completely sexy. Usually, um, I, I found it sexy actually because the way you did it, it was very sensual and very erotic. And then you just took control. And as much as I've only been with three women, the last one I was with, even though she wanted more and I couldn't give her that, it's one of the sexiest things I've done. And we didn't grind our pussies together, but we did have some fun with fingers. And I'll let you fill in the hole here. So... (laughs) I will say the first thing that caught my attention in the story, besides that he was hung and stuff like that, was his facial hair. I have a thing for facial hair. So that was the first thing. And I was picturing this dark hair and facial hair and trimmed beard. And yeah, I I never stop in the middle of the story. But I was really, really, really tempted to go get off just on that thought. Most women check out hands or something like that. But if you have facial hair, I am definitely picturing that facial hair between my legs if it's well kept. Absolutely hands down. I know some men have to shave for jobs, being military or whatnot. But if I can get, if I'm with a military man or someone that doesn't have to shave or has, you know, has to shave for their job or whatever, and he's off for a period of time, don't shave. Do not shave. You will get the best head, the best sex in your life if you. <laughs> I love facial hair. I kind of, maybe I'm not, I don't know if you got that point across. I love facial hair. So (laughs) there you go. Another thing that I do love is the point that you point out. I love the fact that you pointed out that 
as an independent woman, you're owning this. You're really reaching out there and exploring those boundaries where you never would have, you know, sounds like a couple years ago, and you know, just felt it out. I, I bet you couldn't even imagine going back to waiting for an orgasm or permission to use an orgasm or whatever else. If if we women waited for permission to play, we would never come except when we were with a partner, which is very sad. Explore this, keep going. I absolutely love it. I would love to read your journal, not necessarily to read it out loud, but I would love to read your experiences. Keep exploring that slutty, erotic, sensual, sexy side of yours. Kudos to you, Heather. Dear Nikki, I'm a primary school teacher and love the job, but it's a long day and it's always stressful. I've been single a wee while after the breakup of a long-term relationship, which I thought might be my last, and it became apparent I had no time to try to start another one with the business of my job. I'd put dating and trying to find anyone in the too-hard basket for a while. For about six months after becoming single and having a very dry spell, we had a fire week at school, teaching the kids how to be safe in a house fire, not to play with matches, and what to do if they see a fire, all that sort of stuff. It ended with a fire truck coming to school along with four firefighters. I was, and still am, the team leader, so I was tasked with organizing it, and I had one of the firefighters' email addresses to sort the day. They all arrived, and lo and behold, I meet this guy named Sawyer, who was rather cute, 30 years old, and I find out later strong, but not gym junk looking and had down to earth attitude. We bounced emails back and forth before I sent him my number. Fast forward and we've now been friends with benefits for months. One day I get a message from Sawyer and I presume it's going to be him requesting some benefits, but it's a meme about someone in a threesome. I can't even remember what it was about, but I sent something funny back with a laugh and that got the whole ball rolling. In hindsight, I think he said said meme just to plant the idea. We're talking about threesomes. I've never tried any. He's had one with an ex, which was two girls. He had never had one two guys. We're bouncing back and forth, and then he outright goes, So would you? Long story short, it was the top of my bucket list activity to try, but I never thought I'd get a chance to try it. I told him that he reassured me you could make it happen. I was a low-key way to excited and low-key freaking out inside. I get a text the next day saying he's got another firefighter friend who's on his truck that has the same days off as him and is keen. He was apparently newly divorced and needed to let off some steam. I'm overly confident at this stage and I said yes and we arrange for the two weekends time when I'm off and they're also off. I wasn't going to do this, then go to school the next day. As the time got closer, I started to question what I'd done. Would I cope? How was it going to go down? I must have had butterflies in my stomach for days beforehand, and I'm sure. The day came and the nerves did too. I had texted Sawyer and told him I was freaking out, but he assured me everything would be okay. It didn't do much to calm them. I showered and shaved before they got there. If this was going to happen, I wanted it to be as smooth as I could. I got a text from Sawyer saying they were on their way and asking if he needed to grab anything. I confidently told him to make sure he brought some condoms, but inside my stomach I was doing flips. 
I opened a bottle of wine and had a glass, which I drank very quickly, and even by my standards, then got changed. Navy blue lacy bra and a matching lacy J-string, which did very little to hide anything as they do. Navy blue looks great against my pasty white skin. I've always thought my bigger booty made the G-string virtually disappear. I chucked some lazy pants and a hoodie over my top and put my hair up in a bun and had a quick glass of wine before they arrived. Sawyer and his fellow firefighter arrived and I was introduced. Weston was a tad taller than Sawyer, similar build. He looked similar age to Sawyer, maybe a tad older, early 30s, was my guess. I poured them each wine, myself another, and we sat on the couch chatting. Sawyer moved it to flirty conversation pretty quickly, telling Weston about some of the friends with benefits calls we've had. I got up, headed to the kitchen to pour my fourth wine, and while I was in there, I took a moment to compose myself. I took my lazy pants and hoodie off. I hesitated before walking back into the lounge, and both guys started whistling. I'm sure I was flushed and bright red with nerves. I turned around to put my wine on the table, and a hand went to my booty, and it was Sawyer who said, Why not take that wine to the bedroom? I froze for a second as this was now or never. Somehow I found the courage to pick it up without saying a word and headed to the bedroom. I put my wine on the bedside table and laid on the bed. Weston was the first in and crawled on top of me and started kissing my stomach around my bra before he pulled it back and traced his tongue around my nipples. Weston started working down and kissing my thighs while Sawyer was starting to lick my neck. Suddenly, the nerves started disappearing and got replaced with excitement and adrenaline. I had two cute guys in my bedroom, on my bed, kissing my barely clothed body. Weston pulled my G-string down and started gently tracing around my clit, kissing it and working on my inner thighs. I was starting to get worked up and I could feel it. Sawyer stopped kissing my neck and stood up and told Weston to do the same. I rolled off the bed and slid to my knees. I looked up at both guys and with a laugh told them to make it so much easier to slide their pants down. They didn't hesitate, and within seconds I had two hard dicks staring at me. Whoever didn't have my lips and mouth on their dick and hand, I was doing my best to coordinate both kissing and sucking a dick and trying to run one off at the same time. It takes some focus, guys. I switched between them, kissing up and down the shaft, hands on the balls, tongue around the tip, making sure there was plenty of saliva. Eventually, one of them unclipped my bra and told me to get on the bed. I jumped up on the bed and while they took their shirts off, now I was naked on the bed with my two firefighters who were also naked and I had no idea what was about to happen. Weston gestured for me it was time to get on my hands and knees. Then I heard him ask Sawyer to chuck the condom box. At least I knew they brought those. He ripped one open and positioned himself behind me and slowly slid in without much effort. I was soaked and more than ready. Winston started slowly getting used to it all and Sawyer got on the bed. I looked up at him and knew what was about to happen. I opened my mouth and started sucking on his hard dick. The slow and steady pass from Weston behind me didn't last long and he picked up. His hands were over my ass and hips. I gagged on Sawyer a few times in my first blowjob efforts. I'm not great at sucking dick deep, so this was a challenge, but I didn't back out. Every guy Weston would take a hand off my hips and land a sharp slap on my ass. 
alternating cheeks. I started to struggle with Sawyer, and I could feel myself getting close, so I stopped sucking him. There was a mark of saliva and pre-cum under me, and his dick almost glistened. I put my hand under myself and started rubbing my clit, to which Weston pulled my hand out and did it for me. This was it. My legs were starting to spasm. I could feel my orgasm coming. I clutched down on the bed, and my vag gripped around Winston, and eventually he pulled out. I saw him pull his condom off, and he turned to Sawyer and went, Here's your condoms. You're up. And tossed the box to him. Usually after an orgasm, I'm ready to go fast to sleep, but I didn't have this choice. Sawyer slipped a condom on and rolled me over to my back and started going missionary. My pussy had never felt so sensitive. My legs were still having an odd spasm while he was holding them. Sawyer grabbed my tits and had his hands on my hips, and while at least going somewhat gentle-ish on me. Sawyer asked how I felt, and I responded with some sort of incoherent mumble. I was left to recover for a moment or two on the bed. Everyone was lying there in bliss, and then I had a second wind come over me. I sat up and told Sawyer to lay on the bed. It was my turn to get a good view and do some riding. I slid myself onto Sawyer's dick and started riding it, and didn't take long for the rock hard Winston to get on the bed. He stood on the bed and hands in the ceiling, pointed at his dick towards my mouth, which I gladly opened. I said to Winston, didn't your parents tell you not to stand on the beds, let alone someone else's? Winston replied that it was probably the best line of the night without hesitation. Didn't your mom tell you not to fuck strangers? Touche, Winston. Touche. I was bouncing on Sawyer and pretty much getting my mouth gently fucked by Winston and told me to get off and roll myself over. I wasn't going to say no. I rolled over and was told to shuffle to the edge of the bed on my hands and knees. I heard Sawyer ask, ready to tap in and out? I could see both guys standing behind me on all fours, dangling my head. Sawyer slid his dick back into me and put one hand on my hips with his other and pulled out my hair tie. He grabbed my hair, pulled it, and started putting what felt like his weight in to try and ruin my badge. I was in pure bliss. It felt different, too. I couldn't pick up how, but I was looked back, I realized the condoms were now gone. I didn't even care. I was in far too much wine-drenched, dick-induced lust. Apparently, as they told me later, I was making noises the whole time and dropping the word fuck in every other mumbled words I put together. Sawyer started grunting, and I knew he was close. At this stage, I don't think I would have, have even cared if he didn't pulled out. Alas, he did, and then proceeded to spurt his balls up my back. Sawyer rubbed as much as he could out over me and then stepped back, and Winston didn't even hesitate to take his place. He slapped my ass harder than he had ever had before, and I let out an audible yelp before he slid straight on once again with no condom to be seen. Winston shocked me as he put his hands on my back to push my hips down and arch it more. Sawyer's cum had been all over, but it didn't stop him. He went for it, pushed me back down, getting Sawyer's cum all over his hands, and he just did not care. I could feel the second orgasm building out of blue and another leg shaking of orgasm. Winston slapped my ass again even harder and made my orgasm even stronger. I half collapsed under my weight and Winston pulled out and told me to roll over. This wasn't going to happen with my strength and my condition, so Winston manhandled me over himself. 
He did that just in time. As he moved towards my mouth, he started coming. The first spout hit my boobs. He got to my mouth and subsequent spurts went over and out and stretched tongue and chin. One stray strong spurt got over my nose and I was glad it missed my eyes. I put no effort or restraint. I just lay there taking his load wherever he pointed his stick. That was pretty much the last bit of strength I had. I was absolutely shot and exhausted, sore and spent, content it was half asleep already, or half passed out. I don't even know. The next morning in post-orgasmic bliss, the realities hit me. I had just had an MFM threesome. The result, which was condoms in the bin because the guys were kind enough to pick them up. My brain going, girl, let them go bare. Dried up come down the back from Sawyer spurting, then Winston trying to arch my back, hence spreading it everywhere. A very well used and tender vag and that glass of wine still sitting on my bedside that I'd never finished. Violet. So if somebody you were dating sent you a meme about doing something sexual uh, that's normally out of your norm, but maybe you've thought about it and masturbating or just in random like a, huh, would you? Would you have the courage to go, oh yeah, definitely. And or laugh like she did. And then if they came back and go, well, would you? What would you say? Would you go, absolutely? Or do you go, hmm, that's an intriguing thought, or, oh, not my cup of tea. What about this instance? Would you? Would you explore where it goes? Or would you go, eh, shelf it? Me? I bet you really want to know. Yeah, I would be like her. Absolutely, I'd be like her. I'm like, yeah, I'm down, but completely nervous. So I totally understand like the four glasses of wine, because totally would have to have that. Absolutely. (laughs) have to have at least a half a glass before you guys got there and then definitely taking my third or fourth glass to the bedroom and yeah so I I would have to have some wine but I definitely would explore would you would you have the courage to ask me to explore something with you I bet you would dear Nikki your voice intoxicates me and has been driving me mad with lust when I listen to you so I wanted to show you how I would treat you if we had a night alone together. I'd pick you up from the airport, and I'd see you wearing a tight-knit black dress and some fishnet stockings, red heels as well as nails, bright red lipstick. Once I pull in my car, I pull you closer to me and on the bench seat, and I'd hike your dress up to reveal red lace panties as well as make you feel the cold, old-school leather of the seats on your lovely legs. While we were just sitting in traffic trying to get home, I'd start to tease your pussy through your panties, just moving my fingers up and down the lips of your pussy. I'd play with the pace going fast and slow. Once going fast to make you start to squirm, and slowing the pace once you begin to enjoy it too much. My goal is to keep you on edge. Once we get home, I offer you a seat on the cushiony leather couch. You sit and I make us each a glass of Woodford with two ice cubes and some filthy red cherries, of course. After a few drinks and a small chit-chat, we start to kiss and feel each other up. One hand behind your ear and the other is on your thigh, stroking up and down. After a few minutes, I lay you down on your back and straddle you on the couch kissing you. I stop kissing you and kiss your neck, then one ear into the nether, 
my hands feeling your soft tits through your dress. With my mouth basically on your ear, I whisper, You're my little whore for tonight. I get off you and lift the dress up, slowly lifting it off of you. Once I'm past your tits, I can see them matching like sprawl and continue lifting, all the way to your nose. I stop it there and leave your eyes covered and your arms up and out of the way. I kiss you on your lips again and kiss my way to your breast. Then you could feel the cold piece of metal on your middle breast and then all of a sudden you feel your bra snap and your tits are free. I start to lick your nipples and suck them, softly biting them and kissing my way from one to the other. Then I lift you and feel my fingers tracing your cleavage down towards your belly button. Then you feel them on your lower stomach. You feel my hands disappear and kiss just above your waistline. And I kiss my way down to your panties, kissing through them. I move your panties to the side and you feel my tongue on the top of your pussy, slowly tracing your pussy lips. Then you feel it on the inside of your lips down to your pussy. You're squirming with pleasure, and I, you feel my finger tease your clit again. And then you feel it move down to your pussy, and I insert a finger, moving slowly with my tongue on your clit again, and I pick up the pace of my finger fucking your soaked pussy. I stop licking you to kiss your nipples while I add a finger and go faster, seeing you squirm and buck while moaning in ecstasy. You say, I'm going to... And before you finish the sentence... I pull my fingers out, and you feel my tongue back on your clit. You stopped in speaking in frustration, but felt my tongue and moan in shock. You closed your legs on my head to keep me there while I lick and suck your clit. Your moaning picks up again, as well as your bucking and your cum while I'm still licking you and don't stop. I keep going. You're bucking violently, shaking up and down. Then I slowly my pace. You're catching your breath as I pull the dress away. Finally, I kiss you, making sure you can taste your cum. And I asked, are you ready to take it to the bedroom now? Nick, ladies and gentlemen, I think Nick's hitting on me. <laughs> Hello, Nick. How are you? I have to say, that's a very, very erotic uh, idea to spend an evening. If you could spend one evening with me or a couple days, how would you picture it? Would it be just as intense as what Nick wants? Or would it be a little more subtle? Would you rev up the energy? Would you make me last a little longer? I'd really like to know how you'd play with me. Nick seems to like tasting and touching and fingering. What other things would you like to do, Nick? <laughs> I think this is a perfect place to stop for today. I want to thank you for joining me. If you have any erotic fantasies you would like to share, or even if it's just to say hello, please feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram with really bad dad jokes with a sexy picture, of course and a sexy thought for the day. If you enjoyed the show, leave a positive review anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. And in closing, I was using my toy, thinking of you fingering me with my plug-in, holding my wand on my clit, slowly pressing and easing off of it, 
massaging me with it, with my hands tied above me, so I was helpless to you as you made me come and come again until you were satisfied. What do you think? <laughs> Would you? Please? I really want to know. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>